My boner's Canadian. Ooh. Yeah. So it's nicer than your regular boner. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Nick Glover, Tim Wick, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, it is a Geeky Boners episode. I don't remember what they were because we recorded over a week ago. And it was, Oh, ice cream. We talked about ice cream. We're geeks. We're geeks. We're geeks without God. We're geeks. We're geeks. We're geeks without God. We're geeks. Geeks without God. Hi, welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Nick Glover, joined as always by my co-hosts, Tim Wick. Bye, yeah, 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 yeah. And Molly Glover. Oh my God, I'm so hard right now. <laughs> and we are doing another Geeky Boners episode. Oh my and God. Boing, 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 if boing. somehow this is the first time you've ever listened to our podcast, a Geeky Boners episode is a periodic episode we do where we kind of talk about uh, what's turning our cranks, what, what we're excited about in our lives that's nerdy, uh, just the latest thing that's uh, keeping us distracted in the middle of a pandemic yeah. or what have you. Um, and also, it's a great excuse to make a bunch of dick jokes and, and uh, boing noises. The hell you say? That's pretty much. Don't ever speak to me or my two mess it penis again. <laughs> right. So, uh, Tim, hey, let's yeah. start with you. Uh, what has got you rigid well, you in know, the nerd brain? Uh, we have been, uh, as I've talked about before, one thing that Pat really enjoys is like pr- police procedurals. And uh, so we got uh, we got some uh, some advice to watch a show called uh, The Murdoch Mysteries, which is on Hulu mm. right now. It is 13 seasons of a um, Canadian show. It's a Canadian show about a uh, character named Detective William Murdoch. It's based on a series of books, and it is set basically in turn-of-the-century Toronto. So turn-of-the-20th century. So somewhere in the 1890s to early 1900s. And uh, effectively, it's about a character, uh, this Detective Murdoch, who is uh, doing early forensic work. So they talk about things like finger marks. They're not fingerprints there. They're finger marks. And um, and they can't do DNA testing yet, and they aren't really doing blood typing yet, but they're doing things like, oh, well, it's very clear this blood is actually an animal's blood and not a human's blood, and how can we, how can mm-hmm. we find things out? And he's also, they're also bringing in some... Uh, some well-known characters from the uh, from the turn of the century. So they've had a couple episodes with Arthur Conan Doyle, as oh. a and they had an episode with Nikolai Tesla as oh a character. My. And they brought in Harry Houdini, a very, very young, historical. very young Harry Houdini. Um, and so, it, it, I mean, you know, and it's it's still just a police procedural, but but it's kind of fun because it's set in uh, in a in a different era. It's set yeah. in it's set in Canada, so there's a lot of characters. Uh, there's a lot of like Scottish, Irish, English characters because, of course, Canada is part of the British Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of uh, Toronto is a very cosmopolitan city in terms of uh, in terms of people coming from all over the world. It's also kind of interesting because they're dealing with things like uh, the character is is a Catholic. 
And uh, so then they did a they did an episode where the murder victim is gay and uh, the attitudes on gay people at the time is pretty backwards. Mm -hmm. Um, And the character, the main character's attitudes as a Catholic are pretty backwards. Uh, and they they do a good job of dealing with that backwards attitude and 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 showing how gay people at the time had to kind of live in the shadows and mm-hmm. um, and without without making the character too forward thinking because of the setting of the time they also make it really clear that his attitudes are wrong and that he needs to learn and do better. Um, mm. They had an episode about where uh, where uh, the character who died got an abortion, which is illegal, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and how they're they they kind of deal with the fact that everybody in this show thinks abortion is wrong because sure. that's what everybody thinks at the time, but also how all those people are super wrong. About what they interesting. think. Interesting. Interesting. Um, that sounds difficult. It, it is. It is an interesting. I, I'm enjoying the way they they are working through these these topics and trying to remain with a period attitude. Oh yeah, they just had a murder that happened in uh, in Chinatown in Toronto, Uh-oh. which is a which is a real place. Yeah, there is a yeah. Chinatown in Toronto, and of course, you're dealing with characters that are super racist. You don't uh, say. Yeah. And um, doing a really good job of showing how really terrible that racism is. And so it doesn't you know. it doesn't feel like trauma porn where they're just showing you like all these like, look at this terrible way it was for gay people and look how terrible it was for Chinese people. They're not. Does it feel like they're doing actually something with it other than just parroting those voices? It feels like they're doing they're doing more with it than that. It feel it feels like they're really, you know. Uh, like with the abortion episode, there's there's one the biggest problem with the show, and it's actually once again you're doing a period show, so it's really hard to do it any other way. Is these are police officers, you know? It's it's a constabulary, so mm-hmm. it's all dudes and it's all white dudes, and what they managed to do is they work in one woman because the uh, coroner is a woman, oh, which sure. Uh, and since there are women doctors at that time period, sure, um, it it can it can you can do that, uh, and and so that's the one of the biggest problems as far as diversity. The show has none, um, sure. aside from one woman, or the the, the characters who are being abused and mistreated right. and and and, and um, used in that way. Yeah, and it's hard to describe why, but I I actually thought they did a pretty good job with with the with the like the. Uh, episode where they're the Chinese characters because the Chinese characters are like, basically, we're not going to tell you anything because you're a bunch of racist fucks and, yeah, yeah. and we don't trust you for shit. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and it felt like if the character, the Chinese characters were not stereotypes, mm-hmm. they were not, they were not uh, portrayed as anything, but just, Chinese people trying to live their lives in a in a town where there's a bunch of racist assholes that are that are the constables and it's more about the main character discovering that the killer is a is a 
police officer and how that doesn't go over super well with police officers. Wait a minute. Uh, Are you telling me that even back then police officers were murdering people? I know. I know. So it's like a systemic problem. It's Gosh. like a systemic problem. <laughs> um, so, I mean, but it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating show for the, for the history aspect of it. And for looking at like, they really go into some of the in-depth bits of, how stuff that they're going to use later to solve crimes is being developed. And mm-hmm. certainly it's not all being developed by this one dude in Canada, but you might as well just have this one dude in Canada be the one who's doing it. Right. He's the stand in um, for the other white guys in North America who are doing work. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All those, all those white guys who are, are coming up with bigger and better ways to catch criminals. Um, anyway, so that we've been watching that on Netflix. Yeah. It is 13 seasons, but it's Canadian season. Oh, wow. So, okay. so, so like six like to 10? Six to 10 episodes per season. It, um, is it all episodic or is there like an overarching um, plot to some of it? So far, no overarching plot. It's all episodic, which actually kind of sometimes I like. Um, yeah. sometimes so everything, like, kinda, everything kind of resets at yeah. the end. Literally, the only thing that's going on is there's a romance between the main character and the and the doctor. Um the that's, only other, the only woman. The only woman, yeah, the only woman, which, which at least is absolutely from the books that it's all based on. Um, sure, sure. So, so that that piece of it at least is is accurate to the source material. Well, and also it is, it's accurate. It's accurate to the time period because while she is allowed to hold the position that a man should probably rightfully have, <laughs> it's okay because she's providing goods by being a love interest. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is that is very true. That is very true, and that, she's that, demonstrating her worth to the patriarchy, exactly. not just subverting it. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Murdoch, the Murdoch mysteries is what the it's Murdoch called. mysteries. As I said, it's on Hulu. Uh, it's it's. You said Netflix before. I was wrong. It was Hulu. It is still right, Hulu. Okay. It is, it is definitely on Hulu, Hulu. Not, Hulu. not Netflix. So, Hoot. all right. Check it out if you want. I've I've been enjoying it. That's right, my that's boner. A good, yeah, yeah. Molly, is your boner also deal with legal proceedings? No, but my boner is cold and soft. Ooh. <laughs> you should go to a doctor. <laughs> Uh, Maybe well, a I, uh, turn of the century corner. That's uh, right. I, uh, uh, is she hot? Because I only want to do it if she's hot. She's pretty uh, hot. Okay, good. I would hope so. You had to be hot back then. Otherwise, what do you do? She's wearing uh, she's wearing those hot Victorian dresses that just don't show see, off anything. And see that ankle? Yeah. Can you see mm-hmm. that ankle? Just Maybe. every now and again. All right. My boner is homemade ice cream. Oh. Uh, yeah. So uh, Nick and I, when we moved into the new house, we discovered, to my delight, that we are a block and a half from one of my favorite ice cream places, uh, Grand Ole Creamery. Mm. Unfortunately, that means we are a block and a half from Grand Ole Creamery. And while they do give you large portions, uh, an ice cream cone is like $7. So we realized that with five trips to the Grand Ole Creamery, five or six trips, we could pay for our own ice cream machine. <laughs> and also I have, uh, I am not good at digesting fructose. So like corn syrup, especially high fructose corn syrup and a lot of different kinds of fruit uh, mess up my guts real bad. So we saw this as an opportunity to control all of the ingredients that are going into the ice cream. And then 
theoretically make ice cream that is Molly friendly, uh, that is delicious. And we have made a bunch of different kinds. We have made uh, marshmallow, to like toasted marshmallow, vegan toasted marshmallow. Uh, we made strawberry, we made key lime pie with a Ooh. graham cracker crust. We made uh, black toasted black sesame. We made uh, uh, this this tea that's called Paris by like I think it's Jay Harney and it's Sons. A, it's a black. It's like tea. a black tea with bergamot and black currant flavors in it. We made a tea ice cream. We made uh, what was the other one? We made strawberry uh, banana, right? Oh, rhubarb. Strawberry rhubarb ice cream. Uh, right now in the freezer we have uh, setting like we just made it today, so it's it's freezing right now. But we made uh, apple cinnamon pie, like an apple using an apple syrup. Oh, we made uh, we made uh, uh, the last one was uh, peppermint candy, like peppermint stick ice cream with uh, peppermint sticks that were made with uh, sugar instead of corn syrup that we found like or get you know, organic candy cane bullshit. Sure. Uh, yeah. So it's been really great. Uh, it's been really fun to come up with different uh, flavor combinations. We have learned a lot of lessons about. So, for example, if you use like a lot of lime juice or fruit particles, uh, something in our recipe is keeping it from freezing with the creaminess of the scoop. So it kind of shards when you when you when you scoop mm -hmm. it and it kind of breaks into pieces uh so we're practicing that this latest ice cream seems to have more of a creamy uh churn so we've been learning a lot scientifically about the ice cream it's been really great i love ice cream cones like like just a small like a like a cake cup with like a, a solid scoop of ice cream on it is like one of my favorite things i like getting ice cream places but you usually end up getting way too much ice cream like oh, you know yeah. I don't need that much ice cream. I don't want it. And I feel bad throwing it away. They feel bad charging me for less. So like, if you try to say, just give me less ice cream, they, they don't want to do that. So like, it's, it's not, this is a win-win situation. I was on a team's call for work yesterday and Nick just brought me an ice cream cone and I just ate an ice cream cone while I was on my team's call. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I mean, the, the, the toasted black sesame, that's such a strong flavor. It sounds, it, was it really sounds interesting. Good. It so was really good. I would, I would try that. I would absolutely We should make you some. Yeah. One of the things that got us on this was, there's an internet guy, a creative <laughs> singing comedy guy. One of those uh, internet guys on the YouTube. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how else to describe yeah, him. He's an internet personality. Uh, Brian David Gilbert. He's very, very funny. If you've seen videos of the Pokemon rap and stuff like him, that's him. Um, uh, he did a, an episode of his YouTube show that he does about, you know, hey, you're maybe you're vaccinated and you're getting together with your friends and stuff. You should consider doing an ice cream social when you have people over and if you're going to do an ice cream social you should make a whole bunch of really fucking weird ice creams so that you <laughs> to, en to entertain your friends yeah and so he he posted like he uses the ben and jerry's sweet cream base to make most of his other res recipes but uh yeah, there's like a vegan pina colada. That's another mm -hmm. one we, we did of his. Oh, you did do that one, yeah. But the the toasted black sesame is is one of his recipes. We we toasted the sesame really seeds ourselves and mortar and pestle them up and all that jazz. The the one recipe he has that we haven't made that I want to make uh, that Molly is less interested in is he made uh, old bay a uh, biscuit ice cream like old bay like what you put on crabs old bay oh, seasoning. Like so 
it's he makes ice cream that he adds like it's still sweet you know regular old ice cream but he adds a good deal of of old bay seasoning to it and then he adds a whole bunch of cornmeal to give it like a a cornbread biscuit kind of a texture to it i just think it sounds salty (laughs) it'll happen someday it will happen someday but yes so that is my throbbing and tumescent and soft cold boner. And creamy uh, boner. It's very it's creamy. It's very creamy and it melts. It goes right down your throat. You can barely even feel it. You just, uh, you know, it's that whole a moment on the lips, a lifetime on do the you, hips. That's what my boner still, has to do offer. Do you still occasionally go to Grand Old Creamery just because... You know, I mean, you don't yeah. want to go through the work of making your own ice cream that well, night. There, there's that. And then sometimes I want to be like, OK, look, I want to go get a waffle cone with two flavors. Right. Like I want right. to. Yeah. Also, we can walk there. The dog loves ice cream, by the way. Uh, <laughs> she knows she knows when you're eating ice cream. Uh, I, I'm guessing she can smell it, but she knows when you're eating ice cream and she will do anything to get your attention with the hope that you will let her have a few licks of your ice cream cone, which I wow. almost always do. I don't let her have it if it's got chocolate or caffeine, but otherwise I, we, sh- we share ice cream cones a lot. She, it's she's, true. She it's loves gross. it. It's not gross. <laughs> I let her lick the inside of my mouth. She kisses me on the face. Yeah, like I'm that, just, she lets me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that's not gross. Either. <laughs> so that's my I, boner. Nick. I, I love my animals and I would not let them lick my ice cream, but anyway, Butter. all right, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> just saying she keeps you know what she's she's fine she's a dog it's fine neither of us has died yet so (laughs) yeah nick describe your boner's shape length and content so my boner is is uh a klingon it it is two-pronged Ooh, bifurcated uh uh yeah so in the past week uh two games were released on xbox uh game pass which if you game pass is like their monthly subscription thing that gives you access to a huge digital library. It works on PC as well as uh, Xbox console. And so they had uh, day one, the game Hades was available on Game Pass for free. And then day one, uh, Psychonauts 2 uh, was was released. And I've been playing both of them. I just beat Psychonauts. It's super cute too. uh, Psychonauts is... I think the first game was like 2010 or 2008 or something. Yeah. So it's, it's been a really long time. I want to say, I want to say before that, because I think you were playing it when we lived in the apartment on Linda. Yeah. So uh, Psychonauts is you're a, you're a kid who goes to psychic summer camp and ends up, you know, participating and helping this very sixties psychic spy organization called the Psychonauts. And uh, they did a, a little mini game somewhere out there that's in VR in between the first and second one. But the second one picks up with, you are now this kid, Raz, who's run away from the circus, uh, joining the Psychonauts at their headquarters to help solve psychic spy crimes in, in, in the world. And uh, it's, it's Tim Schafer from Double Fine Studios. So like, Grim Fandango, some of the Monkey Island games, um, uh, really, really great track record with with games and, and his company. Um, but it's a like platformer action adventure. But uh, the thing that is super impressive to me about Psychonauts Two is this is a game where a lot of the levels are you're going into someone's head and you're dealing with their 
doubts and their regrets and their demons and mm-hmm. um, literal like psychological damage that these people have have undergone. Uh, and, and your protagonist, the kid. And there's a lot of kids in this game. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yeah. You're an intern. Yeah. You're, you're a youth. Yep. Uh, the game talks a significant amount about the ethics of going into someone else's head and tinkering with things hmm. uh, more than any comic or movie that deals with psychics has gone into depth on. And it doesn't feel very heavy handed. It feels very elegant. It feels very graceful. There is a moment where the, the protagonist wants something because he's feeling excluded and he f- sees an opportunity when he's in someone's head to associate a couple of thoughts that maybe aren't previously associated to convince her to change her mind so that he can tag along on this mission and he gets what he wants, but there are dire consequences from mm. this and you are confronted about it and you show genuine remorse and they discuss why it is what you did was wrong. Um, very cool. But uh, you deal with, yeah, like like the trauma of loss, the trauma of, uh, um, you know, uh, love that has gone bad. Uh, it's, it's very, very beautiful and interesting and funny and silly. And again, like it doesn't feel heavy handed, like you're getting an ethics lesson in every game session. But honestly, I, I was just very, very impressed. We, I watched a lot of it just because I'd be reading on the couch while he was playing. And the game at the beginning warns you uh, that it, it could be tr- troublesome for people who have severe dental phobia. <laughs> because a lot of it is like you going into someone's head, going in through their mouth. Or, uh, or a like door a, in a, their head. Or a door in their head. Like a, and you're, you're go, you're, there's a maze of teeth. And a tongue that turns into a conference well, table and some other weird shit. The the first person uh, into who, which whose head you go is the evil dentist villain from the first Psychonauts game, and so his the level that is what is inside his head is basically a fucking dental nightmare. Yeah, and if you yeah. have an aversion to teeth, it it will yeah. haunt your dreams yeah. forever. But the warning also talks about. You know, depression, yep, um, yep. Uh, suicidal ideation. They, they're like, if you're struggling, here's a mental health hot, help hotline yeah. number. Like, it was very cool. Uh, and then the the other game is Hades, which is a, it's an indie game. Um, the company Supergiant Games uh, put it out, which Supergiant, it, I mean, for an indie company, they did like Bastion, Transistor, Pyre, mm-hmm. and then their latest game is Hades. And they've all been like award-winning industry darling games. Like really, they're they're doing stuff no one else is doing. And um, Hades is kind of like a Diablo-style dungeon slasher, mm-hmm. and a lot of the levels are are randomized. But it is a roguelike or or roguelite if uh, that that is your. It, it's in that genre where you are playing Hades' son. And you find out that Persephone is your mother and not Nyx. Uh, and so you decide to leave hell. Uh, and, and and which, you know, you can't do. You can't just leave hell, right? Everyone's there forever. You've, you've eaten food there or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, you struggle to fight your way out and you die. And then you go back to the beginning and you have some of the resources that you had mm-hmm. when, before you died. Some of the resources don't carry over and they're only for while you're playing. 
maybe you unlocked a new sword or a new weapon or uh, a new power. So the game is you die a lot. And the it's built into mm-hmm. the story as well. Interesting. So like you'll play through and you'll get killed by something and you'll come back and uh, one of the gods will be waiting there and they'll be like, ah, got killed by a demon dog, huh? Man, those things are fucking vicious. <laughs> like, God, I remember one time I tangled with them and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Or you'll be going your way through hell and all of a sudden you see a guy who's like taking a break and leaning up against a boulder and you go talk to him and it's Sisyphus. <laughs> and and yes, he's being tortured. You yeah. know, and Achilles is there. And and like if you're into uh you know Greek and Roman mythology, there's gonna be a lot for you to enjoy. If you like a dungeon slasher action game that is challenging, uh, but not punishing. The game is is hard, and it's designed to be hard, but it gets easier the more you play because you not just because you unlock things that make it easier, but also you 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 get better at the game because you kind of have to get good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mm-hmm. it's some of the most fun I've had. I've been really spoiled for the past few weeks with these two games, and now that I beat Psychonauts, I can go back to Hades. <laughs> and, uh, go back to Hades. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm switching controllers for Hades because of a uh, thumbstick drift is fucking oh, literally sure. killing me in the game. Yeah, uh, sure. But uh, both are out for other systems as well. But I just we happen to happen to be playing them on uh, Xbox Series X because. We have like three years of Games Pass saved up, and they're it's free games for us. But are they uh, on Microsoft, Switch? Uh, I think Hades will be. Yeah. I'm not sure about Psychonauts. Um, Either of those. I mean, we actually have Xbox for- too, so I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't uh, usually. But, the, the Xbox is for dev, and I don't usually play on it at all. The Games Pass thing was such a good uh, deal because they had this thing where, for one dollar, you could change upgrade all of your xbox gold to games pass so i went around online at a friend's recommendation and bought a whole bunch of cheap like three months of xbox gold prepaid cards to get two years of xbox gold and then paid one dollar to get it all (laughs) upgraded to games pass game the system uh so and then every time I see a card that's discounted or cheap, like once or twice a year, I'll, I'll pick one up. But I mean, basically, we don't have to pay an Xbox bill until I don't know, 2024 or something yeah, at this point. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anyway, those are my boners. We hold them. There, that's a good wow. boner. I think we all had Ooh. nice boners. Yeah. I, have, I actually have to add, I have, uh, this is a very short, but it's oh. an adorable furry boner. I just have More to say a, that. A clit. That we just got, we just got a brand new cat. So we, Yay! we, we got a brand Benny. new. Brand new tell them her name. Her name is Keely. Yeah. Because Ted Lasso, and we thought that was a great name for 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 a kitten. And the thing that the the thing the boner the boner that I have uh, is uh, it is um it's a tabby tortoise shell mix, which I didn't even ah, know was a thing. A but she's got she's got she's got tabby stripes, but she also has tortoise shell coloring on on her fur. And it is uh, the name of it is a Torby, and it's a real thing. And yeah. I think, and it's, it sounds very British, which is great because her name is Keely, and she's based on a British character on she's Ted Lasso. She's Keely the Torby, and she's it? Keely the Torby. <laughs> so it's like she's a mix great. between a tiger and a panda. Um, <laughs> anyway, Keely. so we've got Molly? a new kitten, and she's adorable. She so. is. 
Molly, who do we have five questions from for today? Why, we have five questions. The This Makes for Good Radio Edition by Patreon supporter Miranda. Hey, Hello, all Miranda. Right. Guest of the previous guest of the show. Yeah, I know, uh, a couple of times. Uh, I will tell you, spoiler alert, she has a new last name, but we'll get there. A Ooh. lot of these questions are for us collectively. All right. But I okay. think we'll enjoy them. All right. Hey, everyone. Long time no see. I'm glad that you have made it through, hopefully, the worst of the pandemic and are still going strong. Nearly 500 episodes without a miss is worthy of celebration. Question one. Do you have any big plans you can reveal or tease for your 500th episode? I mean, what episode I, are we on? We I just posted, was it 479? I think so, yeah. yeah. So we're looking at sometime in 2022. Yeah, we early gotta, 2022. We haven't made a plan, but now that you've said something, I feel like we have to. I want to do a live show. We personally. need to do a live show, we need but to we'll do have a to live see show. Yeah. what's going to yeah. happen. Okay. Uh, fascinating. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Today, someone in Iowa City tried to drive an 11-foot camper trailer under a 10-foot, 5-inch overpass. They succeeded, but the camper is now an open-air design. Mm -hmm. And this will surely cost more to insure. Oh, question two. Do you want to see pictures? Yes. Yeah. Of course you do. Here you go. So, there's the... And then, there it is destroyed. There's the... Destruction. <laughs> now I got to share that. This was the camper. Yes. Okay. I'll put see. that All in right. the show notes. Okay. All right. Okay. Back to the questions. Uh, uh, it says C2 attachment. Geeks without God describes and reacts. Uh, there's a camper <laughs> that's got its top peeled off. It's, it's a lot of mess. Okay. Hey, y'all. I got married at the end of May to a Yay. lovely young woman. Hey, congrats. Thank you. <laughs> Question three, how's married, how's married life treating you? Uh, and then here is a photo of her and her lovely wife. Hey. Your wife is super cute. Yes, You are both very super cute. cute there. Excellent. Uh, married life's treating me good. Yeah. I don't know about you. I suppose you don't really have any choice to say otherwise. No. Actually, <laughs> now that you ask, Miranda. No. Uh, uh, married life's going good. Uh, yeah. uh, post moving back to Minneapolis, I think, is even better. Yeah. Things are even better now than they have been, which, was and which, good. Is, which is saying something. Yeah. yeah, Tim, how's how's married life treating you? Uh, I I just am gonna say that I feel super lucky to be married to the person I'm married to at this time. Right? Uh, <laughs> you know, because uh, you could it would be really easy to be stuck with somebody that you're like fuck. Yeah, I don't, yeah. It, but um, we are very compatible, and we, it's it's a good time to be married to somebody that you are really compatible with because yeah, word. if mm-hmm. I wasn't, Oh fuck. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. And or I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> hey, y'all. The best five questions <laughs> ever. Hey y'all. I'm buying a house with my new wife and I'm working on renovating my current place for sale. I've replaced cabinetry hardware and I'm going to make drawers to replace the ones that are falling apart. Ah, I've also drawers. got everything. I've also got everything to tile the kitchen. Question four, what DIY home repairs and improvements have you done? Oh my God. The fence? Uh, Our fence has a post that is like three fourths of the way rotted through. And another one that's like half rotted. And another one that's on its way. And so like next season, we're probably looking at a new 
fence situation, which is kind of crazy right now. But uh, I found these neat fence pole repair things that are, it's like a metal L-shaped bracket with another part that attaches to sink into the ground that you then anchor in concrete. And, and then you bolt the upright part of the pole that is of the post that is not rotted against that flush. Um, but, and the product seems great and the YouTube videos of it look great, but uh, they're sold exclusively by Home Depot and only online. So uh, it's on the way. But he jammed some rebar in there for now. <laughs> but I picked up a couple of cheap pieces of rebar and I hammered them into the ground on the other side of the fence to kind of help support it yeah. and hold it up for now. Uh, let's see what home improvements. We hung a lot of stuff on walls that don't want things hung on them because our walls upstairs are plaster and they, yeah. they didn't, they don't like being hung. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Tim? What have you done any, you guys have been doing a lot of cleaning and reorganizing. We've been doing a lot of cleaning. I'm uh, DIY stuff. I wish I did more of it and I, I need to get, get, off my ass and do some of it. But, um, you know, the biggest DIY thing we did this last year was install a door so we could actually replace our washer and dryer. Hey, um, yeah. Because otherwise we couldn't have done it. Because <laughs> they wouldn't fit out the door, right? They would not because because we had installed a furnace after we'd installed the washer and dryer. And it turned out that the furnace, the new furnace um, made it two inches too narrow. To get <laughs> uh, the, to remove the old washer and dryer or to add a new washer and oh dryer. Oh my so god! We, we installed a new door, which only had one purpose, which was to get the new washer and dryer <laughs> to pass into our basement. So, Do you use the door now, or is the door not used? Every now and again, I'll use it, but it's actually a little short for a door. <laughs> it's a little, you know, like like a stormtrooper. It's a little yeah. short for a door. Um, All right. Anyway. But you use the door just to spite the door. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> okay. This last question is mostly for Molly. Question five. How cute are these goats? And then there are these goats. <laughs> and she posted, and they are very cute. Look at that one. Look at this one. That's oh, look goat. at that cute goat. That one's, that one's chewing the fence. Uh, she's not kidding. These are great for radio. There's some goats yeah. there. They're very adorable. Good goats. Uh, that is that's all the questions from signed Miranda E.O. Wild, formerly Richard. So hey, Miranda nice. Wild and her cute wife and her cute goats and the trailer of disaster. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we'll try to you. share some of those pictures on the on the uh, show notes if I remember that there are pictures to share. Or, or, or we'll, we'll get them on the patron one for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, you could send in your five questions, listener. Who's like, and they can well, be those... that they can be that fucked up in terms of <laughs> sending us Listen, pictures. If you want us to answer questions based on something that people can't see, <laughs> we will do that and we will do our we it could be like that wasn't even awkward, that was fun and, and interesting. You could make it way awkward for us by having us describe things with, with your questions and, and send pictures. Uh, we we're okay with that. We will make it happen. So send those to five questions at geekswithoutgod.com. Hey, did you know that dick pics at geekswithoutgod.com is a thing? It is. It's an <laughs> alias that we sent up, set up years ago that goes to our friend Jeffrey Brown, who's actually redesigning our website right now. Uh, uh, but, you know, dick pics at geekswithoutgod is literally a, a, a thing, an email address that exists. 
do with that what you him. will. Um, uh, personally, I've sent you pictures, send of, him dicks pictures of goats. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, goats whatever. can be dicks. Yeah, whatever you want. Uh, but otherwise, send your five questions to five questions at geeksofgod.com. If you are one of our supporters on Patreon, you probably are listening to this weeks early. And if you're not, that's cool too. We don't judge. Enjoy your media at your own pace. But if you do want to listen to some of these early or you want to throw us a few bucks just to say, hey, we like what you're doing and congrats on only be, almost being up to 500 episodes, you can do that. We're not stopping you. In fact, we encourage it. The only thing in your way is you. That's right. Stop being an <laughs> obstacle to your own uh, joy hey, and us. give us your money. <laughs> Sounded like a mega church up in this bitch. All right, we're going to start promising salvation. Anyway. Uh, we don't promise salvation, but we do promise at least a half hour of your time entertaining and a really awkward goodbye. And I know where you can find some salve. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode of Geeks Without God. Tell a friend. Bye. Bye. I scream, you scream, we all scream for sesame seeds. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging and listen to past podcasts at geekswithoutgod.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Let's just see if we can ramp the awkward up to 17, not even 11. <laughs>